Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. Welcome into the show. Today, we're going to be talking about this this idea that I brought forward in the space that I don't I've never heard anyone else talk about, and it's rethinking religion. It's identifying this cultural shift between the culture of the church and the actual religious teachings of the church. Now, it's not just going to be about religion and Christianity and whatnot today. Obviously, I've talked about it at length. I wrote a whole book about kind of tying together this more agnostic approach, this more questioning the effects of the church philosophy on both the church and the society in general, and vice versa with the society effects on religion, whether it be Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, everything, because they're tied together. Politics and religion are very similar. And so when people talk about politics, it's unavoidable to bring in religion. And when you talk about religion, it's kind of hard to pull the politics out of it. Even even Thomas Jefferson talked about, for those of you who think that <laughs> I'm making this up, Thomas Jefferson talked about how if someone thinks they can pull politics away from religion, they don't understand either one very well. And I firmly believe him when he puts forward that assertion. And that's why right now we're going to talk about, especially geared towards men. You know, I hear these... <laughs> I do not advise you to go looking for this. You can if you want to. You, you're probably going to lose some brain cells. But if you really want to, you can go on TikTok and go on YouTube and you can look at what these women pastors have to say about relationships and and about theology and whatnot. And some of the theology actually makes a lot of sense. I won't tell them that they're wrong with it. But here's where I think they drop the ball. And a lot of male pastors are also guilty of this. So it's not just the female pastors. A lot of the male pastors too... The church pushes this idea of love, the Shakespearean idea of love. What Everybody seems to be obsessed with love. First of all, the English language limits our understanding of love. For anybody who's a writer or anybody who's studied English, taken an English class, high school or college, you'll understand that in Latin and Greek and whatnot, there are multiple different words for love, whether it be familial love, erotic love, Paternal love, uh, platonic love, professional love. There's tons of different expressions of love. And so when it comes down to it, we are limited in that capacity. But today, I really want to address relationships. And I talk about relationships a lot. Not because I want to tell people what to do all the time. I mean, come on. Anybody who tries to tell anybody what to do all the time is frankly wasting their time, in my opinion. They're a little bit... But you know what? It's okay. I really want to tell you why I believe that young men... I know young men are walking away from the church. Young women are too, but young men especially are leaving the church. Or they're not even going to church in the first place. And there's a reason for that. It doesn't just happen in a, in a total... It doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Everything has a reason. And part of this ties back to World War II. And in World War II... I know immediately some people are going to fall asleep because history, might, they might think, is boring. It's unimportant. World War II, I've heard about it all the time. It's boring already. But, you know, in World War II, all the men went out to fight. A lot, I think like 10% of the population was gone, if not more. And so that kind of left the more feeble men and the more feminist women behind to host church services, to run the community and to facilitate everything for about like five years. 
And so what, what did this lead to? Because this wasn't just a one and done. The draft happened in, in, a, in waves. And so I'm here to tell you, this is not just a, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. This effects really took five years to route because it happened right when the men left while they were gone. And then when they came back, men were like, this is church? What the, what the hell is this? This isn't church. And they left. And so that's where the effect really started is they, the church is really contributing to this idea of, oh, it's toxic to be masculine, you know, uh, red pill guys, bad, Andrew Tate, bad, all these dudes, bad. Here's the problem. I don't agree with anything everybody says all the time. I've never met a single person that I agree with everything they say. However, there is wisdom to be found both in, re in religious and non-religious texts equally, in my opinion. And for those of you who really want to, a definition as to biblical masculinity, so-called, I'll, I'll give you the definition right here. It says, biblical masculinity is a concept that involves embodying the qualities of Jesus. So, here's interesting, here's the interesting part, though. When people want to compare, when people want to talk about Jesus, okay? First of all, if you're a Christian, you need to understand that the, what separates Christianity from Judaism is belief in the divine of Jesus Christ. But what's also interesting is Jesus was, he said that he was God. He said he and the Father were one. And a lot of this is, and I believe that to be true. The thing that I never hear anybody talk about, though, is if Jesus was God, which I believe him to be, and I know a lot of people do, like billions of people do, in fact. The thing that's interesting is then, how could you be exactly like him if he was divine? Because you can't be divine, number one. And number two, Jesus was never married. Do I need to bring that one up? Why is it in the church that we talk about as if merit, there's this idea of marital elitism, which we'll get into a little bit later in the show. Marital elitism is this idea that if you are married, then you have status in the church. But if you're not married, whether you be a single man or a single woman, you are less than, you are inferior. You're looked down upon, whether with pity or as if there's something defective or wrong with you. And I don't believe this to be true. This is part of the problem because marriage has changed. Maybe the idea hasn't changed so much within the walls of the church, but within the confines of culture, marriage has changed a lot. We got no-fault divorce. We got child support, alimony, uh, birth rates out of wedlock or out of control. We got feminism. We got all this stuff that plays a role in it's really weird to me when I go to church. It's not I've been to more many churches in my life. And for some reason the common denominator is they think that if you just try enough or you feel close enough to God that you gain this immunity to the culture. That all of a sudden the culture has nothing to do with you. Everything on social media, at your job, uh with your friends, with uh politics, all this stuff immediately doesn't matter. Because you've decided that it doesn't matter and that God's bigger than all that. So therefore, it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't affect you. You should be immune to it. It's like a superpower or something. Like you're poison immune. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's just not true. Oh, hell no. It's not. It's unfortunately just not true. You lied to me. I wish I could sit here and tell you that it was. 
In fact, that, <laughs> that make my job real easy, I'll tell you that right now. But unfortunately, it's not. All you have to do is look at the, the statistics of Christian marriage, divorce rate going up. God hates divorce, by the way. In fact, I'd care to wager, and I might get flack for this, I don't care. I would go to wager that the church would, if the church really wanted to please God, they would be more, they would, they would be more inclined to like polygamy than tolerate divorce. I'll, I'll repeat it in case you missed it. If the church really wanted to be in line with the traditional teachings of the Bible, they would be more encouraging of polygamy instead of so encouraging or tolerable of divorce. You ever notice that a lot of pastors will preach from the New Testament and kind of forego the Old Testament unless it ties into the New? The Old Testament is the foundation for every, Abra every Abrahamic religion. A lot of these words are kind of hard to use in succession. But nonetheless, you look at the Old Testament. A lot of these patriarchal figures had multiple wives. Now, I'm not saying that's inherently a good thing, but you notice there was no talk of divorce. There was no talk of child support. There was no alimony. There was none of that crap. But yet today, in the name of monogamy, we push this forward. We don't have monogamy, by the way. Unless you've only had sex with one person your entire life and been married, you don't believe in monogamy. You don't. By the way, for those of you who are really pushing this monogamy in the church and whatnot, which I see where you get that from, and from a pure scripture aspect, you wouldn't be totally wrong. However, in the cultural side of things, you're totally out of line. And that's where people drop the ball. And if you don't believe me, just look at how much toxic masculinity is being attacked as if femininity is inherently good and masculinity is inherently bad. And when it was masculinity that protected ancient cultures it preserved the church and patriarchy both keeps men in check and protects women by the way now we're going to get into this idea of biblical masculinity and just to show you where i stand versus where other people probably stand i doubt we agree we're going to look at this video i'm going to fair use uh david hammond shout out to him i don't know this guy but uh i'm curious what he has to say i've not seen this yet so i'm curious what this guy's got to say Oh boy, let's see how this goes. Uh, so next one, and this kind of ties into everything, right? It's like spreading this message. And I've seen kind of with the with the new red pill, right? The get with 50 women before you get married and stuff, and then women, right? And I've seen that, that biblical masculinity and red pill have kind of become merged into this one thing. Mm -hmm. And when you try and spread this message to people that are maybe guys that are outside of the whole thing or women that are outside of the whole thing, they kind of associate you with like the Andrew Tate 14 year olds right. or like fresh and fit and like Bugattis and girls and stuff. And they're like, ah, whatever. So what is your, what is your take on how in the future going forward, we can find a better way to, to share this message in a way where more people can receive it. Yeah. Okay. I want to pause before he gives his answer. See, here's the problem. People don't understand that everybody is an individual and if you can't separate the artists from their art. You're already in a rough spot. Now, when it comes to this idea of, uh, what did he say, Bugattis, women, and body count and stuff like that? Okay, first of all, I get what he's saying. Here's the fundamental issue before we keep going with this clip. Um, if you can't take the basis of what someone is saying, even if they t expand upon it and you disagree, it's the root 
the root level ideas that we need to agree on first. Number one, here's the problem with the current church. Problem with the current church is this. They are telling men to follow the traditional path, but then tolerating it when women are not traditional, and they'll call out the men for for being playful in the woman department, but they won't call out the women for being playful in the male department. Okay? That is number one. Number two is this. We're supposed to not want material things, right? Because apparently this idea of the modern church is being poor is good and being rich is bad. And when in fact the opposite is actually true, the rich can do really good, a lot of good for the world. The poor don't do anything besides just consume and need things. Now, I realize that the Catholic Church especially likes the poor because the poor are the ones who fill the, they fill the pews and they're most likely to need God because they're broke. I understand that. But what we need to really push forward is we need to stop looking at God as a genie and start looking at God as the type of a, a guru, a, a man who, or a man, father figure who's supposed to lead us. And you know what's interesting you know, oh no, you know what? I'll save that. Let's get on with this clip. I don't want to get too far out of line. Let's keep going with this clip. As far as like the biblical masculinity thing, or what do you mean? Yeah, biblical masculinity. The question was, with self-development, masculinity, kind of the content that I make, right? Um, I'm actually in a very, and now tied into, we're actually in a very new evolved. You can kind of think of like the red pill 2.0 or the manosphere 2.0 the old manosphere this was the red pill this is kind of what you guys know that i'm against right just typical bang 50 woman degeneracy fresh and fit yada 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 pause that's not dg you know okay this is why i preach biblical bachelorism you want to know why because i don't know this guy i'm going to spitfire what i assume he's going to say next based on what i've heard already and it's this He's saying that you need to go along with the traditional path of being a, quote, biblical man and just get married. That is false. That is a total terrible idea. Now, do I agree with the 50 women thing? I agree with it in concept, actually. And it's not just to get your willy wet. That's not the point of this, in my estimation. In my estimation, the whole point of it is not to get more women it is to gain knowledge to gain wisdom how else do you explain to me that a guy like solomon son of david in the old testament he wrote song of solomon he wrote ecclesiastes he wrote these books and in them the guy was the richest one of the richest kings in the, in the ancient world he had 700 wives and 300 concubines the guy was on a total winning streak he had women wealth status Everything a man could ever want. Respect, a good family name. He had everything. God's favor, everything. And what does he say in Ecclesiastes? He says, all is vanity. What is life? Why do things matter? The guy was depressed when he was winning. But you know what's interesting? He wasn't blinded by women. Well, kind of. Kind of. A lot of people want to say that, Solomon married all these women because he was lustful. I don't agree with that. A lot of it was actually due to diplomacy. A lot of it was actually due to the fact that he married Pharaoh's daughter. He married uh, the Nubian queen's daughter. He married the king of, um, the king of, no, did Persia exist at that time? I don't think Persia existed yet. 
but he would marry the 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 daughters of these powerful warlords, kings, sultans, etc. to keep the peace. That's what the whole point of it. That was the whole point. He'd marry the tribal leader's daughter. He'd marry all these people to keep the peace. Did he sleep with all of them? Probably not, actually. I don't think he probably did. But again, when you go into the back to this the modern, quote, red pill talking points, a lot of them I actually agree with. Not because I want the wealth and the money and whatnot. I mean, of course you want money. Of course you want access to women. Anybody who says otherwise is a liar. But here's a difference maker. I want you to have clarity. I know guys in my life who they're good men. They're good, godly dudes and they mean well. I don't say this to insult them at all. The problem is they don't have the perspective that I have. They don't have it. Why? Because they haven't slept with the amount of women that I have. And I'm not saying that to brag. I am saying that because it's given me perspective on a lot of women have common factors at play. A lot of them have similar tactics of manipulation. And that was, those are the things you need to identify. The, the novelty of, oh, I'm getting laid, that wears off. That goes away. And so then you start thinking about things from a more a pragmatic lens and you stop seeing the, the marriage as like the, oh, I have to be married now. It takes away their leverage over you so that you can decide what you want and what's best for you, your life, your walk, everything. You're in developing your own personal philosophy. That is what I want you to learn. And we're gonna see, I wanna see what he says on this. I guarantee you, it's not gonna be what I just said. Where now what this is, is this is the God pill, right? So really what it is, the, is it's an- the, the what? What? The God pill? Oh man, people are so desperate for terms out here, man. Integration, and this is what I'm trying to do. This There's only a couple guys on Instagram. I don't wanna like pride myself, but like, I'm one of the only guys, maybe with like Elliot, I gained some inspiration from him, where I'm trying to tie Christianity biblical values from preachers I follow with the red pill. And I'm trying to put that into, to, into a conglomerate with like biblical masculinity. I'm not saying I've coined this by any means, but hey, I don't, you show me the other channels that are doing this. I don't, believe me, I would love to find them. Mine. Huh, mine. You're welcome. Uh, when you get the notification that I use your video, Feel free to hit me up if you want, because uh, I fall in that category. But you know what's interesting to me, my friends, is this. I don't necessarily want to tie it in. I want to give you perspective and understand that people on both sides are lying and exploiting and, and whatnot. And I want you to develop what's right for you. That's the, whole, that's the difference maker. I'm not here with the, I know everything. No, I like to just call everybody out equally. I like to discriminate equally against everybody and have this conversation so that we can exploit the weaknesses in every philosophy so that we can you can then develop your own. That is my desire that you do. There ain't many. Um, so to answer the question, yeah, I believe we're in, a next, we're in the next phase right now. And I think the most potent way to attack this problem, right, is not for me to just go full-on Jesus mode complete Christian channel. Not that I don't believe it, but I think the best way to do this is to find that middle ground, right? Kind of think of people who are like vegan as an example. Back when veganism was really popular, don't don't be vegan, don't go vegan. But I'm just saying back in the day, like five, six years, years ago when it got shoved down their throats, the best way guys, excuse me, to get someone to go vegan, and I know this because I went vegan for about eight months, like five, six years ago, the best way is not to go 
full vegan mode, right? Meaning like, oh, you horrible person, you know, how dare you kill all the cows? Like just an extremist because that's revolting, right? I don't want anything to do with that, right? So it's not to go full on, in my opinion, full Jesus mode, but it's not also to be completely lukewarm. Then what the hell is it? See, this is the problem. People like to talk in circles and then you're one, you end up wondering, wait, what did you actually say? Like, I thought you said this, and then you said that, and then you mentioned something over here, and then you slid in something down here, and then I'm left in the center wondering, where do I, where do I look? I don't know what's going on anymore. So what is it you want? I'll tell you what it is I want. Let me pause this for a second. I'll tell you what I want. I want you to develop what's right for you. I want you to either, A, you can read my book if you want to read it, or you could just read, you could write your own. I want you to decide what's best for your life. I don't know your situation. I don't always know what's going to work best for you. If you want my opinion, you can hit me up on X at Sheep Get Sheared and you can ask me. My DMs are wide open. You can ask me questions. I'll give you the best I can do. I'm not a professional, but I can help. But my goal is for you to develop something for you. I'm not here to tell you what you should do. I'm here to give you options, opinions, and insight. But you need to develop a philosophy that works for you. Now, if you want to take some of my philosophy and put it in your life, you're welcome to do that. If you want to learn about my philosophy and discard it completely and make your own from scratch, that is fine. Totally fine. But then when you look at guys like this, what is he even saying? He's not, he's saying, okay, so don't be, don't be Andrew Tate, but also don't be a pastor, but don't, don't go out here and sleep with a lot of women, but don't necessarily get married. What are you saying then? What? What are you actually saying then? It sounds like you're saying everything. You're listing everything while saying nothing. Well, this is getting weird. Oh, so much more I can take of this. I don't understand it. I don't, I'm not trying to pick on him. I don't know him, but I, this doesn't make sense to me. And this is why a lot of men are confused. This is why a lot of dudes are frankly tuning into my channel because they're confused by this. They're confused by this. Why else do you think that people are looking at my videos about the church, why young men are leaving the church and they're, they're understanding it and they're going to it and they're listening to it. Because this isn't working. Things aren't working for them and they want answers. They want people to guide them. I'm not necessarily going to tell you what to do. I want you to develop what's right for you using principles that you've discovered in your life. And so you can develop a personal philosophy that, could, that you can get you through the rest of your life and get you where you want to go. But what else does he have to say? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. It's to find that congruent middle ground where, hey, you know what? I am exposing some truths. You know, animals are treated this way. It's not ideal. But instead, look at the benefits of veganism. Do you understand? Right. So it's, it's glorifying yeah. that. So that's what I'm trying to do. Do you understand? It's it's look at the problems with red pill. There are issues, but look at the benefits of following Christ. You gain the Holy Spirit. You overcome addiction. You you really begin to attract women who are high quality, feminine mothers. Do you understand? So I'm not sure that answers your question, but we're entering no, yeah, a new for... phase right now. Stop touching your mic, bro. It kind of throws off my ears. I, look, I get what he's saying. I actually do. I'm glad he made that that clarification. But here's the thing I don't understand. I'm not here to make a middle ground. I'm here to make a whole new path entirely. I'm not here to tell you to, to bring the two together. I'm not telling you to do that. You can't do that if you want. I'm telling you to just make your own path. Do what you want to do. Find out what works for you. If that's going 100% in the Christian direction and telling the red pill to, to kick it, or if you want to go 100% and that's up to you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to just 
give you the options so you can build I'm here to give you the tools and resources so you could build your own philosophy that's what i want you to do kind of sounds like that's kind of what he wants but also not i don't i'm not fully sure what we're even talking about right now now of biblical masculinity which is red pill 2.0 and that's what i want all of you guys to do we're coining this movement and titan's now on board so before we go absolutely viral and take over the world and put all the red pill in their grave I need oh, you guys please. to really share this and really get on board because whether you like it or not. Oh, please. You're, you're going to put the red pill out of business? Oh, hell no. Good luck with that, bro. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Um, Look, I, I admire his tenacity. I really do. But here's the problem. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And, and, and it, frankly, it shouldn't happen, in my opinion. No, it shouldn't. There should be a lane for everybody. Obviously, as long as you align within the confines of the law, but it should, everybody should have their own lane. People don't need to have this 2.0 philosophy. I don't, if you want to do that, go ahead, be my guest, but I don't believe that to be necessary. I think at the end of the day, you should find your own lane, find what works for you best, and then just do that. To me, that's what, that's what should be done. But we're going to keep going forward. The show pushes on. And so he kind of mentioned that there are elements of the church he wants to tie in together and the elements of the quote the red pill manosphere whatever you want to call it he wants to tie in i would like to show you more of what so he was a content creator let's look more what the pastors have to say in our current culture manhood and masculinity have become a bad thing true manhood is being labeled oppressive or toxic and so we have now toxic masculinity like if you're a masculine man, then somehow you're awful and bad and evil. They're trying to feminize manhood and, and make us more weak and, and we stand for nothing and do nothing. Society wants soft men who go with the flow and embrace its virtues and stands for nothing. Pastor Stevie said a few weeks ago, just because we are saved doesn't mean we are soft. Oh, that's a great line. That's a banger. I like that. Good, good work, bro. I like that. That's good. Because he's right. You don't need to be soft. There's no need to be soft. You just need to understand. And that's why I, I want you to develop your own personal philosophy. You don't have to always agree with what I say or what anybody else says. Because at the end of the day, you're supposed to kind of pick and choose and find what works best for your Strong life. And, Christian. Hold on, hold on. Uh, no, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. But my friends, this is why I believe it to be incredibly important that we we discuss these all sides of the argument or as many sides as we can find. And in the spirit of doing that, let's look at some of the opposition. Because I know a lot of the women, they might be upset. They might say that patriarchy did this, that, and the other thing in the past, which is true, by the way. It's true. There is merit to that argument. Problem is, in your attempt to make your point, you address 10% and leave out 90%. And that's where we come to this video right here. Strong Christian, man, that's going to put you in your place or else you're gonna dominate the Okay, so this is extremely disturbing. And it was not satire. She meant that she needed to find a good Christian man in order to teach her how to be a wife. Oh my to God! Her voice so that he could dictate to her and she also said, you need to find a misogynistic relationship. Oh, hell no. 
getting weird. I despise this term, by the way. You want to know why? Because it's used on the level of what racism is used. Like, it's like the boy who cried wolf. People be out here selling so many wolf tickets, they're surprised when the village doesn't come out there with their pitchforks and torches like, Yo, let's get him, where is he? Because it's used so much, first of all, if you don't like the biblical definition of masculinity, that's fine. You don't have to like it. You can go be an Episcopalian if you don't like it. You can go be an agnostic if you don't like it. You can go be a reformed Jew if you don't like it. You can go be a uh, an atheist, a Hindu, a Buddhist. You can go find another lane if you don't like this one. But don't tell us that we need to modify ourselves for you when you're out here looking like you got some um, herp derp on your lip, by the way. Don't think I didn't see that. I know the difference between a, a pimple and a um, disease, and uh, that kind of looks like it. I could be wrong, not a physician, but that's kind of what it looks like to me. And again, again, what is the point of this? If you don't like it, look at these crazy eyes, by the way. Second, you, if you don't like it, you don't have to agree with it. Go, go do your own thing. But don't try to don't ruin the lives of young men and young women with with your cocktail of lies and deception. I'm sick of it. Yep. Yeah, she was very serious. She used misogynistic and Christian man all in the same video. I don't think I didn't hear the word I didn't hear the word um misogynist, but you know what? That's okay. Uh well no, I'm not gonna take your word for it because I, I have my own ears and I hear just fine. Again, Women who hate men will will project on you and they'll say that you hate women when in fact, no, they hate you, but they don't want to admit that. So they'll say that you hate them. They'll use their love of their ideology to use hate against you and say that you're the hateful one when you actually harbor no hate because you understand. As if it was upholding and wonderful. Now, I'm not against divine masculinity. Oh, sure. We each have divine masculine and divine feminine within our being. And there's something really beautiful about a man working through his divine masculinity. This woman looks like a complete witch, by the way. This looks like the kind of person who tells you they're, they're really spiritual, man. When in fact, they're just a witch. But toxic masculinity, which is now <laughs> found more within the Christian church, and it was actually built on toxic masculinity, has squashed the voice of the feminine, of the divine feminine. I, I, I can't, I can't take it. I, I can't, I can't take it. These people are just crazy, bro. The church was built on toxic masculinity. Oh, oh, okay. So you're saying that God is toxic then? Oh no, I'm not projecting. Oh no, I'm not waxing poetic here. That's that's what she just implied. She just implied that God is toxic. Oh, then if God is toxic, then why are you? Then why do you make this video other than just to shit on men? What else is the point other than just to badmouth men and talk junk about us and try to make us? feel bad that's why you have to be cold out here gentlemen shout out to steph is cold let's keep listening to this if i can see how much more i can stomach of this 
what she has no idea what she's setting herself up for is that she is now going to suppress anything, any voice, any uniqueness, any authenticity to herself. Maybe she's just finding herself in this bringing together of male and female, which is called marriage, which I doubt you know, you're probably not married or know or have you been married. You don't look like the type to be interested, but you look more like the kind to get pregnant and have a, a baby daddy. But all that aside, my judgment aside, this whole, maybe she found her identity in this union between herself and her husband and this new being, the oneness that is supposed to be Christian marriage. Maybe she found it in that, you know, not suppressing herself, but finding a new sense of self in this new relationship that she's built, you know, like what it actually says in Genesis chapter three, but we'll ignore that because in Genesis chapter two, because guess what? That's what it actually says, but we'll ignore that because apparently you know everything and I know nothing. How God or the spirit of truth. I told you she was a spiritual witch. Has made her to be. Oh God, no, you know, no, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. This woman is straight This woman's straight crazy, dude. I'm not listening to this anymore. This is straight... This is straight witchcraft, garbage, gobbledygook. I'm not listening to this anymore. But you know what the problem is? It doesn't matter whether I listen to it or not. There are a lot of women who listen to advice like this, and they find their identity in this, quote, divine feminine, and which is just a code word for feminism. You wanted to talk about how toxic masculinity is in the church, no, feminism is in the church, actually, by the way. And if you don't believe me, well, then we'll look at this clip instead, and maybe maybe you can see what I'm talking about here, and you can leave your judgment. This one's for the girls. Maybe boys, too, but mainly because I'm a girl, I'm going to speak to the girls. But anyways, here are three ways for you to overcome that spirit of promiscuity. That spirit of promiscuity, because that is literally what I dealt with. I have a whole video on YouTube about this, but I dealt with that spirit of promiscuity. I wanted to be like a real ass girl, better. Bang, brick and bang, oh, fancy, but like I was in that stage when God has called me to modesty and he's called me to purity and he's called- In other, in other words, she was in the spirit of, of rebellion, Jezebel, um, Lilith, all these things, and she was out here dropping it at the club, dropping it like it was hot, warming it up like it was cold, out here at the club, at the bar, the festival, Coachella, all that, and then now she wants to come into your church, and now she wants to pretend like- None of that ever happened, none of it matters, all of it's the past, and you're a, a virgin gump man, you're gonna marry this woman, she's gonna treat you, she's gonna manipulate the absolute living crud out of you, and then you're gonna be like, you're gonna be thinking that everything is your fault, when in fact this woman is just crazy. I'm using this woman as an example, by the way, I'm not talking about her in general, but she's a, she's a symptom of a huge problem that we find in the church right now. What else does she have to say? How much more of this can I, can I stand? It calls me to kindness and to elegancy and all these beautiful things that should be associated with being a woman. Number one, I need you to unfollow. Unfollow anything that you're following on TikTok, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook. Anything that kind of makes you feel promiscuous. It can literally just be girls that they're always posting themselves in the club or doing promiscuous stuff. Unfollow because your brain is going to feel like, hmm, I kind of want what? to. I can imagine myself doing that. Unfollow them. Remove it. That, that's not going to actually fix the problem. Again, you can't, uh, you have to untrain the brain. And even then, 
No, 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 no. This is not going to work. This is not work long term, my friends. Again, this is like these are the kind of strategies they use on guys like you and even on guys like me. Women try to use this on me, by the way. They want the whole, oh, I used to do all these horrible promiscuous, you know, degenerate things. But now, now I am redeemed and I'm saved and I want to have a real God-honoring relationship. So what what do you say? You you open to that? And I say, I say to them, Oh, hell no! You think that you want me to pick up someone else's saved game file? And start playing it? What are you nuts? Well, this is getting weird. I'm not doing that, dude. And I don't think anybody should do that. No. 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 You are a repackaged woman. You are a washed woman. Someone who's washed everything away. And in the eyes of God, you were forgiven. In the in my eyes, I say you're forgiven, but that doesn't mean I have to forget what you did. Forget who you were. Forget the behaviors that you've learned and been practicing for God knows how long. But now I'm supposed to look past the red flags that are going by me like a Chinese communist parade. And I'm supposed to just marry you. Really? No, I don't think so. Two, cut off any relationships with any guys that see you in that promiscuous light. Like, you can be trying to break free, but someone is holding you back. Oh, in other words, uh, ex-boyfriends, Pookie, Ray Ray, those guys uh, who used to hit it right, they try to come back in your life and uh, you want to get with them, but you tell yourself that you're trying to turn over a new leaf and you're not going to let them get to you, even though in the back, back, back of your brain, you're like, mm, I kind of miss it a little bit. It's like a drug. It's just like getting over a drug. So if it's like rehab. something that sees you as a promiscuous girl and thinks, yeah, she's going to give me some, cut him off. That's not who you are anymore. You are a new creator. She told on herself, did you hear that? That's not who I am anymore. Ah, 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 you see that? You see that? Oh no. Oh man, brother. Oh no. Creation in Christ, so cut him off. He can, he will find another person within a few days. There's many girls that will give him what he's looking for, but you on the other hand, you're being called for something. What? You need to grab your weapon. Hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. She's telling on herself in so many ways. He'll find that easily. Uh, Ma'am, most men can't find any women at all. Most men can't. But you've been dealing with Pookie, Tyrone, Ray Ray, Chad, Giga Chad, all these guys who have women. So that's why you'd say that. But you don't see most men. Most men have next to zero experience with women. Most men don't have more than what, like five bodies over their entire lives versus you probably had five in a week, most likely. And I'm supposed to sit here and, and, and not call this behavior out? The word of God, because this is what's going to purify your mind. Oh, this is no. This is what's going to speak to you true. This is oh, what's going to help you no. into deliverance, okay? You need to call every single thought. Call every single talk captive to the word of God. The Bible's going to help you to overcome. It's going to show you the beauty of purity. It's going to speak to you. Okay, I've had enough of this. See, this is what you're up against, gentlemen. If you don't like that kind of woman that I, we just showed on the show, oh, then you're a talk man. How dare you not want to wipe up a woman like that who's trying to be a good woman? How dare you, sir? How dare you? She's your sister in Christ. How dare you? Oh. Oh, oh really? So... 
I'm supposed to sit here and, and do this. Oh my gosh. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky that a woman like you who probably has a body count that's about as high as both my parents' ages combined, I am so lucky that you found Christ and that you have found the way, the truth, and the life. You've been redeemed and washed free by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And now I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say thank you so much for giving me the leftovers, I mean the prime years of your life. And now, even though I have no body count whatsoever, and I've been grinding, and I have a house, I maybe have a car, I paid off all my loans, now I'm going to welcome you into my life because I think I'm ready. Now, I'm not going to check your credit score. I'm not going to check if you have student loan debt. I'm not going to check into your past. I'm not going to check into... um. Uh, maybe anything you may or may not have done in the past, uh, but I may not check into ask how many abortions you've had. I may not check into any of those things because at the end of the day, true love conquers everything. And if God is there, then anything can ever work, and it's gonna be beautiful. And I want to get married in six months. Oh my goodness, brothers, this is the problem. Well, this is getting weird. How is that not weird? I know I exaggerated a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this is the attitude of the church. They want you to basically do what I just said. If you do what I just described to you, then that makes you a good man. That makes you an example, a pillar of the Christian community. That makes you a good man. Not asking questions, not protecting yourself, not checking an investment before you make it. No, 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 no. They want you to just jump the shark. And just say, you know what? I'm going for it, man. I'm going to go all in before I even see the flop. Don't worry. I'm going all in even before I see the flop. Gentlemen, I, I, I plead with you. Do not ever do this. This is why men are leaving the church. This is why men are checking out. Because they're told to be weak, limp-wristed men and praised for it. Men who stand up have a backbone and say, no, I'm not going to accept leftovers. No, I'm not going to accept something that I don't want. No, I didn't work this hard to get some leftover straggle who wants to reform herself and find God. I am not going to sit here and just take leftovers when I've been working really hard and doing everything right. No, I'm not going to do it. Because if you do that, you're a bad person. Not her for making bad choices, but you for not saving her from her bad choices. No, I don't believe in doing that. I don't. I believe people sow the wind and they should reap the whirlwind and I'm not going to step in and save you from that. That's your choice. You chose to drink. You chose to hook up with that guy. You chose to do those, those lines in the club. You chose to do all those things. But yet somehow I should be the one to, to save you? No. No. Oh, hell no. I'm not doing it. And I don't think any man should do that. Because then what is he going to do? He's going to get blamed. He's going to get attacked. He's going to end up with a woman who's a little crazy. Or he's going to end up with a woman who's not, you know, not really in great shape. That's a huge bitch. I mean, at the end of the day, am I wrong? Tell me, tell me I'm wrong, please. Please, I, I would love for you to tell me I'm wrong. Or maybe 10, 20 years in your marriage, your wife will come, finally come clean to you and she'll tell you something along, along the lines of this. Your mama got caught giving up neck in the bathroom at the Woodcrest Country Club and it wasn't your dad. Yeah. You think I'm lying? I wish I was. I'm not.
I'm not doing it for effect. I've seen this. When I was in the military, you'd be shocked at the stuff I saw. You'd be shocked what I see in college now, at a so-called Christian college, to be shocked at the things that I see. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! People like to use religion to use the, do the most despicable, heinous, degenerate things, by the way. My friends, I encourage you to stay informed, stay vigilant, and question everything, because at the end of the day, you should develop your own personal philosophy. You should want to figure things out for yourself so that you can apply them to your life and you can live the best life that you are capable of living. That is what I want for you. That's what the purpose of the show is. Not to tell you what to do, but to give you the tools to do it for yourself. My friends, I will leave this here. and We might pick this up another time because this is a conversation that will be, continue to be had in the days, months, and years to come. But I don't want to lose the forest for the trees, so I'm going to end it right here. I'll be out. If you have any questions, you can leave them in the comments. Hit me up on my X page at SheepGetSheared. My DMs are wide open. You're welcome to ask me questions. Um, bring up the episode. The episode, um, what I, the quote I said, or whatever it is you have a problem with, or you want me to clarify, or you want to bring up conversational topics about your life, I will give you the best advice I can give, if that is what you want. But until then, I encourage you to go into depth and figure out things for yourself. I'm out. Peace.